Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Week 12 waiver wire targets next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers here with Dan Schneier to talk about some of the top waiver wire targets for week 12. But first, let's talk about Monday Night Football where the Cardinals were blown out by the 49ers. 49ers kind of looked like this was the blueprint, right? This was the game that like the 49ers offense, if, you know, if Kyle Shanahan was going to draw it up, this is probably what he had in mind. They scored 38 points. Jimmy Garoppolo threw 29 times for 228 yards and four touchdowns. And the first question I want to ask is, with what is probably the best skill player group in the NFL catching his passes, and certainly the best after the catch group in the NFL, I don't think there's any question about that. Is Jimmy Garoppolo a top 12 quarterback? He's got multiple touchdowns in five of his last six games, and quarterback isn't what it used to be. You know, only six quarterbacks are averaging more than 22.8 points per game right now. That is the lowest number since 2017. So am I starting Jimmy Garoppolo the rest of the way? I think you can make a case for it because, like you said, there isn't the floor, isn't the same floor level quarterback, you know, 10 through 12 that we used to have. The ability to stream on a week-to-week basis isn't there. So you take a guy here who obviously doesn't have the rushing floor, so there's no Konami code here with Jimmy Garoppolo, but he does have, like you said, the best group of after-the-catch weapons, and it feels like they're really starting to settle into that offense with McCaffrey in there. He had seven receptions tonight. It was a huge piece of that passing game. And so with Ayuk, I think is one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL, Samuel, McCaffrey, Kittle, it's hard to make a case that he can't. those weapons aren't enough to put him in that back-end QB1 range. I mean, you can legitimately make a case that Samuel Kittle and McCaffrey are all the best ball in their hands playmakers at their positions in the NFL. It's it's kind of nuts that this team has all these guys together. Maybe not they're not all number one, but they're certainly all in the discussion. I, I will say, though, Christian McCaffrey had another solid game. That's two solid games in a row, right around 17 to 18 PPR points. You'll take that from your RB1 every week. But it's not the RB1 production. And he's given up, you know, more. He, Elijah Mitchell has more carries than Christian McCaffrey in both of the two games they've played with, with each other. Is McCaffrey more like a mid to low range RB1 with this 49ers team? I think so, but I still think there could be those explash, those explosive splash weeks as we saw like with his first game there. Because mm-hmm. You notice in the first half, McCaffrey was getting most of the touches, most of the snaps. And then at halftime, Kyle Shannon's like, oh, yeah, we got to find a way to get Mitchell the ball. Well, Mitchell is kind of their closer back. So if the game script do work out like they did tonight with the Niners taking these huge leads and winning games by a lot, well, that is not great news for McCaffrey. So you're really hoping for them to be in games moving forward down the stretch run. So. Even when they are, there's still a lot of weapons to go around. You saw tonight Kittle had a couple TDs. Ayuk also had a pair of TDs. So I think it's fair to put him in, in closer to that back end range just because the, he's not getting the volume of a traditional RB1. 
All right, we'll move on to the top waiver wire targets for Week 12. But first, a couple of injury updates. Kyle Pitts was placed on IR with a knee sprain. I, I guess the the weekly teeth gnashing about Kyle Pitts being disappointing. We can put that to rest for at least the next four weeks. And frankly, I don't know I how I'm going to help myself from not drafting him next year all the time. Oh, Chris. I have to figure this out. It. He's going to be a top five tight end for me next year. And um, I have to figure out how to avoid over just preparing myself for more pain again. But that's yes. fine. Uh, Justin Fields, this was an interesting one. He's day-to-day after dislocating his non-throwing shoulder. However, Matt Eberflus was also asked whether it was a season-ending injury, and he would not rule that out. So I guess the timetable is 24 hours to six months for Justin Fields with this injury. Uh, It's frustrating. There are not a lot of good options on the waiver wire, I I think. Kenny Pickett might yep. be my highest ranked uh, quarterback who's widely available. So not going to find your starting quarterback, uh, at least not one you feel good about on the waiver wire. But here's some guys you might feel good about on the waiver wire. These are Jamie Eisenberg's top waiver wire targets for week 12. And if you want the full breakdown, make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football today. Samaj so P. Ryan, Latavius Murray, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Traylon Burks, and Greg Dortch. But I want to focus on Latavius Murray because the Broncos, one, they waived Melvin Gordon. On Monday, and we learned that Chase Edmonds suffered a high ankle sprain right on Monday. So they are down to Latavius Murray, and I learned today they have Marlon Mack on their roster, which I guess makes sense. They have every like RB two from the 2018 NFL season uh, on their roster. I'm viewing Latavius Murray as more like a low end RB two for Week 12 and beyond. But what are your thoughts? What could he do? At best, a low-end RB2. We saw what should have been a great game script for him last week and all the Denver running backs. We saw what should have been a get-right game for the Denver offense, and what happened? They moved the ball in the first half and couldn't move it at all in the second half with defensive second-half adjustments by the Raiders. That's the best defense left. That's the best matchup left on their schedule, so I'm not high on an offense I don't see moving the ball the rest of the season. Yeah, they got Carolina this week. Uh, It could be a situation where they can run the clock out, but... Mm-hmm. This Broncos offense is dead last in the NFL in scoring, which right. is just astounding. So I don't know. Russell Wilson has thrown 8.1 passes to running backs this season per game. If Latavius Murray surprisingly gets a bigger passing game than he, passing game role than he's had, I could see him, you know, being a top 15 ish RB. But in this offense, it's hard to get excited about a guy who's not necessarily a special skill at this uh point in his career so that's going to do it for fft and five again make sure you listen to the full episode of fantasy football today uh, to get more of a breakdown on the waiver wire targets for week 12 for dan schneier i'm chris towers we'll see you next time baseball has begun which means you need to listen to fantasy baseball today in five part of the cbs sports podcast network Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 